Welcome to the Southern Connecticut State University Sport Management Podcast Series. I'm Dr. Kevin McGinnis, Assistant Professor, Graduate Coordinator, and Director of Sport Management. Your host for our podcast series is Sean Mobilio. Sean is a candidate for the Master of Science in Sport and Entertainment Management degree with a specialization in Athletics Administration. Take it away, Sean. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of SASU Podcast. The topic today, we're going over athletic director and coaches. We have on the phone Edward Cole. We appreciate him being here. We're going over a little bit of his bio. He actually was a student athlete at Stony Brook. He worked there at Stony Brook as well. Got his master's at an MBA at St. John's. And at St. John's, he actually still is an adjunct professor. He works in the sports management. When he was there, he was uh, sports marketing, and he worked in sports sales. In 2003, he was an associate athletic director for marketing and external relations, licensing, sponsorships, and game ops. In 2006, he was a senior sports marketing business development manager for Vitamin Water and Powerade brands. In 2011, he came back to St. John's the chief of staff to president athletics and development, senior associate athletic director development. In 13, again at St. John's, he was vice president of athletics and vice president of institutional advancement development. Went on after that to senior vice president business development of the NFL Fuel Up to Play 60, which is a flag football. And then on 2017, ended up at Fordham as a senior director of development and senior associate athletic director at Fordham University. And now is the director of athletics. We'd like to have Edward. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you, Sean. My pleasure. Great to join you. And I look forward to speaking about uh, collegiate athletics and uh, also be able to give some of your students and some of your sports management program folks some information and conversation here. Awesome. So, so, um, Edward, you know, how important was and is education to you in your career? Yeah, Sean, it's a common question I get from a lot of my students as well. As an adjunct professor, I have that conversation probably every semester with students that have a desire to work in any t- in different, all different angles and areas of, of, of the sports industry. So I would say in terms of my career, it's, it's been very important. I feel uh, specifically in higher education, it, it's, it's been uh, essential in terms of my growth, my career development, and also in terms of my ability and skill set to interact and manage and lead within a higher educational institution. You know, keep in mind that, yes, we're collegiate athletics, and you and I will talk a lot about that more here throughout this conversation, but we represent academia. We represent higher education, and we represent the, the, the training, education, and development uh, of, of our young individuals and our future leaders. So being able to have that education myself, I think, has been essential. So I quickly got my uh, MBA uh, from St. John's University um, after graduating from Stony Brook University undergrad. I, in the process of completion of my doctorate degree, um, and, and that's something I'm hopeful to have completed here in the next year or so, and I, I think that's imperative in terms of my role as director of athletics, and not only in terms of the management of 500 student athletes and obviously all of our coaches and administrative staff, but also as representation and sitting on a senior cabinet of the president of the university, being able to uh, interact and speak with faculty members. As an adjunct professor, I think it's imperative that I work closely and collaborate with all of our faculty, um, but also the rest of our vice presidents, the different areas of the institution, being able to speak to and understand 
uh, their portions and their areas of academia and higher education uh, has made it definitely helps make my role as director of athletics in our athletic department uh, more seemingly and, and work more closely as we look at strategic planning and efforts of, of, of future planning and how we can maximize not only athletic resources but the entire university resources. That's great. And I would and then I would just add, Sean. I also obviously had my stint in in, in uh, the corporate world. So even when I was at Coca Cola for those you know three and a half four years. Yep. Uh, the MBA was pretty essential. It was a common question where folks throughout the, the global company of Coke, where'd you go to school, where'd you graduate, where'd you get your <laughs> MBA? And that was uh, an imperative question that would come up a lot more frequently, even in the corporate side, on the brand side. Wow, that's great. So, so Edward, you know, what are some attributes of a college coach? It's a very good question, obviously, one that continues to evolve uh, day to day, and especially even today in our, our interesting times of the pandemic. Um, but you know, I think in terms of a college coach, you're looking for strong leadership, Sean. You're looking for someone who can establish a, a clear vision, a clear mission, that is able to have a, a clear plan and strategy of how they want not only to recruit, not only how they want to play and perform, but how they want to actually run their program, how they want to establish a culture and environment. And I think that is so essential today. And I say that now as we sit here in a pandemic and we worry about uh, not only the, the health and wellness, first and foremost, of our student athletes, but we worry about their mental health. Yep. We worry about the challenges of social injustice that are taking place in our country. We worry about their academic success. We worry about leadership, training, and development. We worry about career placement, their life after being a student athlete. And I think a lot of that continues to, to fall on and add to the, the job description of a coach. And that's very much a parent, very much a mentor, very much a, 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 a relationship builder. And I think that's essential today in how well coaches communicate and are able to interact with their student-athletes as well as their entire athletic department staff and university staff to establish and achieve, you know, the most successful culture and environment program they can. Definitely. And you must be really busy now as you're going through all your coaches and, and checking up and making sure everything's going smooth and kind of, you know, at this time. Yeah, it's been obviously a challenging time in terms of everybody working virtually. Yep. Uh, our coaches have done a great job where they have either one or two time uh, Zoom appointments with all their, their team and their staff throughout the week. And I continue to jump on many of those calls. I actually have one this evening with our women's basketball program. And, you know, continue to check in and, and talk to and check in on student athletes virtually. I know it's frustrating. I know it's not the, the interaction and the engagement they prefer. But hopefully we're able to get everybody back to campus here shortly in, in a safe and productive manner. Um, but they are doing a job, whether it be via phone calls, via Zoom. And I think it's uh, it's going well considering the challenging times. And I think, of course, uh, everybody's making sure they're, they're available. And, and, and I think there's a lot of – I've really spoke a lot to our staff and our coaches about over-communicating during these times and checking in on everybody personally, whether that be their family members, health and wellness, the challenging economic times – in our country with the unemployment rate and people out of work, uh, as well as, of course, again, as I said earlier, the, the issues with social justice in our country. So a lot of different pieces and the mental health piece. It's yeah. going to be a very depressing time not Definitely. having athletics, not being able to interact with their teammates, 
not being not being back on campus as they're used to, and uh, we want to monitor all those pieces. So checking in often and frequently, whether it be phone calls, FaceTime, or Zoom, is essential right now. Definitely. And now, you know, other athletic directors in the conference, are you guys having meetings, talking as well, and going over conference play and all that all that stuff? We are. So I'd say since the shutdown in March, uh, where unfortunately winter sports were shut down and our basketball tournaments were canceled and spring sports, unfortunately, were, were, were suspended, uh, we've had weekly calls with both conferences. So Fort University is, is a member of two conferences, uh, the Patriot League for football, and then obviously the Atlantic 10 conference. And yep. I got to say both conferences were very well led and had great leadership in both their commissioners, uh, Bernadette McGlade of the A-10 and Jennifer Huppel of, of the Patriot League. And, you know, we monitored uh, all the trends. We monitored institutions. We monitored the virus very closely. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, I guess now two weeks ago, we had to come to the decision of cancel, of suspending of all sports. Yep. And, and, and it was a tough one. But as we approach August 1st here right now, it was the right one, uh, especially for Fordham University and where we sit in New York City, being unfortunately part of the epicenter of this of this um, COVID situation. And uh, we continue to monitor that. But we're, we're hopeful to get some workouts and practices here throughout the fall. Great. And we're hopeful to move our fall season, Sean, into the spring so our student-athletes can, can compete and compete at a high level and compete in a safe uh, and a safe environment. Definitely. Safety for the athletes is so important. So, so Edward, you know, as an athletic director, you know, I have kind of two questions in one. What are some attributes in an athletic director? And also, what are the experience you need to become an athletic director? Yeah, I think, I think it's a very good question. I think it's actually evolved a lot over time, Sean. So I think traditionally, you know, for a long period of time, you saw coaches would take that path from coaching experience, no matter what sport it was, and being able to manage student-athletes and yep. handle rosters and scheduling and obviously, you know, NCAA committees for that sport, et cetera, into a role of administration, uh, whether that be at some level of assistant or associate athletic director, and then move into the director of athletics role. And I think you're still seeing that at different parts of the country, but I think that's really evolved uh, greatly over time where you're seeing an abundance of uh, business experience, uh, revenue generation. I think you're seeing a lot of fundraising and development importance uh, throughout the country, especially you're seeing it even more now during these times of, of financial situations of sports being cut throughout the country. Um, I think you're even seeing, uh, you asked earlier about education. I think you're even seeing some a lot of JVs in, in terms of the, the athletic director role of, yep. of, of a legal background, legal experience, which is very, very helpful. Uh, I think you've even seen some examples of, of corporate and outside sports industry, sports uh, in terms of sports corporate experience getting to the role because of, I think, the importance of media, innovation, uh, revenue generation, you know, partnerships, corporate involvement, career, you know, external community partnerships. So I think you're seeing some different angles and different evolution of sports. Uh, you're seeing some pro sports folks get into collegiate athletics. Um, so I think it's really expanded and evolved very much uh, because a lot of the external focuses and, of course, the priority on, on, on fundraising and revenue generation. Definitely. And, you know, Edward, how important is it now, especially as you, as you come into a new role, but you've been at Fordham already, how important is reaching out to alumni at these times? It, it, it's, it is essential. And I, and I think, you know, everybody's 
kind of quick to think and believe, obviously, with the challenging economy and times, is it's not the right time to ask for money or yeah. solicit dollars. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's, it's even that much more important to engage and connect with alumni, and not just to the standpoint of trying to raise money for the yeah. athletic department or for institution, but to check in on them personally, obviously their family members, and if anybody's been impacted by COVID during those challenging times, uh, speak about what's going on with athletics in terms of suspension of sports and give them updates on our student-athletes as well as uh, what the athletic department is doing to plan in, in accordance with um, the strategic planning of the university and the institution. And, and I'll be honest with you, I have found you know, in, in my 12 weeks on the job here, I've gotten a lot of success of outreach to folks where, unfortunately, we're all kind of been stranded or been spending more time at home or yep. in quarantine or in safety. Yep. There's more availability, Sean, to interact and engage. Definitely. So I've had some really productive conversations with a lot of alumni uh, from all different aspects and a lot of former student athletes and uh, a lot of folks from our WFEV and, and, our, and our alumni standpoint from communications. And as you know, we have a lot of alums who work within sports media and sports communications. And it's been extremely helpful in what I call my listening tour to get their feedback and information on what they are thinking, what they believe, what they're seeing from Fordham Athletics, and then more importantly, where they'd like to see Fordham Athletics go and grow as a department and as a, uh, as, as a, as a unit for uh, Fordham University. So it's been really, really helpful for me to establish new relationships, yep. continue to engage and cultivate existing relationships, yep. and continue to steward a lot of our donors. Uh, another silver lining of the situation is we, we have probably three or four athletic facility renovation projects that are continually going on this summer that were deemed essential work and construction pieces. So keeping a lot of our donors and our core investors a part of this process you know, my philosophy with our alumni is to really make them uh, part of the ownership group, kind of a shared ownership plan, uh, and getting their buy-in, getting their feedback is essential as we look to continue to strategically plan moving forward. Yeah, and, and Edward, you know, what a great job and uh, leadership you're, you're doing putting the posts of the new facilities that you guys are in the middle of building online on LinkedIn. I see all the posts, and what a great job, you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate that, and I'm by no means any, like, uh, <laughs> unlike yourself, any kind of social media expert. Yeah, or, yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, from our standpoint, you know, it's helpful to be able to communicate with our, Definitely. you know, our, our 3,500, our 4,000 Maroon Club members and donors to Fordham Athletics and let them see what's going on. And I think, you know, visually is always helpful for folks, and I know the video piece uh, it's helpful for them to see see kind of the, the yeah. development of those projects and see kind of the progress. Um, but it also helps, again, to my point of over-communication, how do we continue to share and be transparent with all of our alumni and supporters? Definitely. As well as, as, well as our student-athletes and coaches and staff, Sean, because, again, they're all working from home at this point as, still as, as well. So how do we continue to you know, share as much as possible? That's great. That's great. Now, we know everyone has their own path, Edward, of, of, of an athletic director and becoming an athletic director. But like you said, we talked, we spoke earlier about you were in school and that's something you really wanted to be while you were in school at Stony Brook. Um, you know, what are some advice and, and like, you know, what, what do you think, you know, students can take approach to in becoming an athletic director and some steps to take to get to that first kind of job that you can get in a university or, or high school or wherever? Very, very good question. Um, and, I, and I know my career path has taken me to different places, um, 
even besides, of course, being within collegiate athletics and kind of the traditional path of assistant athletic director and associate athletic director as I was at St. John's University to senior associate athletic director at Ford University to director of athletics at Ford University. I've also kind of sprinkled in there other experiences on the team side, on the league side with yep. the NFL, as well as even uh, as an entrepreneur with, with the Vitamin Water Company, which was an incredible experience and another MBA for me to achieve. And then, of course, to one of the top five global brands in the world, the Coca-Cola. I've been blessed and very fortunate and probably not the most traditional of approaches, yep. but I think it's really helped that, that, that diversification and those, of those experiences have really helped me become a more well-rounded leader uh, and business strategist in terms of, of our approach and, and of my career efforts. But I, I'll be honest with you, Sean, the one consistent, you mentioned it, even as an undergraduate uh, at Stonybrook University, I was uh, part of our Student Athletic Advisory Council. I became president of that council. I became the America East Conference represent, uh, rep. I got to go to Indianapolis one summer and spend time with the NCAA as part of their working groups and committees. Yep. So it's kind of been a, a bug and a passion and a love of mine uh, right out of the gate in terms of undergraduate experience. And, and that's been one consistent throughout my career is the desire and the focus and kind of the buildup. Uh, to want to become a director of athletics and become an AD. And it's, um, I feel very fortunate, very blessed that it's all lined up. And, and I'd say my, you know, my advice to individuals who have that passion is, of course, to, to work hard and start from that entry-level position. And I was that as a grad, graduate assistantship, uh, being able to get my education paid for while, you know, working within an athletic department. Yep. Um, but being able to experience from the ground level up and, and, and paying your dues, as everybody would say, in terms of that cliche. Um, and as I always tell my students in sports management, not only the matter of, of kind of figuring out what you want to do, continuing to eliminate what you're not interested in. Yep. And I think working in sports or working in collegiate athletics, it's easy to kind of say you want to do that from a macro level, yep. but until you actually dive into each individual area, hmm. that be operations, facilities, yep. marketing, ticket sales, sponsorship sales, compliance, you don't really know all the areas you dive in. And the same even with professional teams or professional leagues. Um, so the more you're able to experience, the more you're able to figure out what you're not interested in doing, but also continue to confirm your path of what you want to do. And then the last piece, Sean, just like yourself in terms of your interests and your passions of coaching, you need to follow your gut and follow your heart of what you're passionate about because it's going to take a lot of grit and determination. And the only way to have and achieve grit and determination is to follow your love and passion of what you're doing. And it's not about money because you definitely don't aren't doing this for the money. You're not getting involved in this industry for money. Yes. Based on what it's going to take to climb that ladder, as well as the hours and weekends and nights of commitment that you need to do, it needs to be a personal passion Definitely. and a personal love, and, and good things will follow from there. That's great. That's great insight, too. So, so Edward, you know, how does it being a student athlete factor into going on to coaching and then maybe an athletic director position? I think it's really important, Sean. I think it's very, very helpful. I, I don't necessarily think it's it's essential and yep. mandatory, yep. but you know, tonight I'll, I'll I'll get on a Zoom with you know with with, with twenty or thirty student athletes, 
And there's a comfort level in, in myself addressing them. And, and not so much in terms of just the plan about reopening or the plan about the pandemic yep. or speaking or speaking honestly about our issues with social injustice, but it's understanding what our student athletes have gone through. And I don't, I don't mean so much the challenges of this, this current pandemic period, but on a daily basis of being a student athlete. So that's practice, uh, study hall, lifting and strength and conditioning, um, their meals in terms of health and wellness, going to classes, being able to obviously interact with their friends, you know, obviously the, the, the change in community if they're traveling from out of state to a new place and, and all the, the pressures and stresses and emotional adversity that they are dealing with. So I think it helps in terms of trying to strategize from an administrative standpoint Definitely. how we can better support them, Definitely. better uh, develop their, their needs, whether that be career advising whether that be uh, leadership training, whether that would be the mental health piece of making sure we are utilizing all the benefits of our campus to help support them mentally, emotionally, and and just being able to, to build a relationship with them so they feel comfortable sharing their concerns and thoughts, and whether that be anger and struggles about social injustice, whether that be emotional ties to depression or stress or mental health issues that they're dealing with, whether that be personal relationships in their life with family members who have come down with COVID or have lost their job. It's it's really essential in trying to understand what they're going through and what they're dealing with. So I'm very proud and respectful of my time as a student athlete. And obviously it's created my love and passion for this industry um, but I'd like to think it's been helpful in trying to not only have credibility within our student athletes, but also just try at the very least, it's a small percentage thing. I could never fully put myself in anybody's shoes, especially their shoes they're Definitely. walking in. But it's helpful in trying to at least uh, establish a little bit of the mindset of what they're dealing with. Yeah, you know, that makes a good point. At the NACTA conference, when I went with my professor, Kevin McGinnis, you know, they actually had athletic directors sit around the table and I was a guest, you know, coming in. But here I am sitting with all athletic directors and they're going over the same type of situation where, you know, on campus now they have special places where kids can go to talk about that stuff and have the counseling they need and to give like passes. Say you want to pass for not going to practice for the day because you want to take care of other stuff. Those coaches are attentive to that stuff and kind of give them a pass. I thought it was pretty cool. I think that's essential. I think it's incredible. A lot of the work being done by NACTA yep. uh, and within Collegiate Athletics and a lot of conferences have done some great work in terms of mental health support and, and being there to have open dialogue and relationships. And, and it's funny, Sean, I know we kind of look at our 18 and 22-year-olds as, as kids or teenagers, and obviously a lot of that is true in terms of their age and their development. But I, I feel like that is an essential piece. Definitely. To, within all of sports and all of coaching and you know we're here in New York City and we talk about how Aaron Boone and Luis Rojas are player managers Sean right yep. they're good communicators the players respect them they can have dialogue and, and we're talking about professional athletes and we're talking about adults individuals adult human beings that is a trend that's not just collegiate athletics or high school athletics it's all the way through professional sports and and adults in their thirties and their forties. And I think, I think that's a culture change that you're seeing throughout all the sports where they want a strong communicator. They want a strong relationship 
builder. Yep. They want a strong uh, person where players feel comfortable interacting with student-athletes feel interacting with. So I think that's a, that's a large trend and an important skill set as you talk about whether a coach, an athletic director, I think that's that's a real essential piece of how well you can build and establish relationships and communicate with them. Definitely, definitely. Hey, I want to thank you for your time. Um, Edward Cole was on today from Fordham University, athletic director. I want to thank you for your insight, your input, and the students to kind of get some knowledge and see what it takes to get to that next level. And congratulations on your position as well. I really appreciate that, Sean. Always here to talk, always here to help, and I appreciate what you're doing. Obviously, great efforts and, and, and great information sharing and, and great education you're providing your students within the program and however I could be of more assistance, please let me know. Thank you so much. And uh, stay safe and uh, we'll see you soon. Keep keep us the updates on that facility. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're always welcome to Fordham and love to have you on Arthur Avenue and grab an Italian meal and catch a game uh, once we get all get everybody back to campus. Here. Awesome. Thank you, Edward. Take care. All the best, friend. Thank you. Guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of SCSU Podcast. That was a great topic on athletic director and coaches. We will be back on tomorrow. Stay tuned and be safe. Thank you.